Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Golden Astrologer Podcast. This is Deb McBride, and today is 1220 of the year 2020. And I am broadcasting from lovely Escazú, Costa Rica, where I'm broadcasting from a bubble bath. <laughs> That's right. Um, it kind of has that sound, right? Um, and why am I broadcasting from a bubble bath? Because it has been... A hell of a week, and everybody needs a bubble bath. <laughs> everybody needs a soak in the tub. Maybe you have access to a hot tub. Even better, go in the hot tub. Go to a spa. Do something, because the last week has been crazy. And, you know, it was the eclipse, yes, but the energy hung over into the week. So I've talked to numerous people, obviously, throughout my week, and friends and, and clients alike definitely were having quite a time. And I had quite a time. There were some things, the unsavory things that happened that were unnecessary. And um, there were some things that I felt while Saturn was on the verge of going into Aquarius from Capricorn that, you know, sort of the, the ugly stuff rose out of or was out of the garden, <laughs> or or not out of the garden really specifically, but but you know it burrowed its way under the house and tunneled its way through and came up and greeted us on the front lawn. So there was part of that, and then you know as Jupiter was going into Aquarius yesterday, I felt similar things going on, like other irritable things co- coming on as. Saturn and Jupiter each in their turn left Capricorn went into Aquarius. So it was like it was like this snarl of tension that happened as Saturn individually and then Jupiter on its own individually left Capricorn. So it was like it was like you know there were there were some really um unfortunate things. And you know, when I say unfortunate, I don't mean you know, no one, no one that I know died. No one that I know was really seriously injured or anything. They were just like a spit in the face or an aggravation. Um, that's, that's what last week felt like. And so we move on to the next week. And this next week is the big one. <laughs> Deb, you said that last week. It was. And I think I'm hoping this is a calmer week in, in that respect. Because Saturn and Jupiter technically have been on and off conjunct for months. But really, the big exact conjunction of Saturn and Jupiter occurs tomorrow at 1.21 p.m. Eastern Time. And the weird thing for me is that I'm currently in central time, so it's 1221 tomorrow, and it occurs at 1221 for me and anyone else in the central standard time zone. So there's something to that. Um, In any event, this has been a rough week. I think, uh, you know, people told me they did stay in bed. People told me that they were really happy that I said stay in bed, and I myself did not follow enough of my own advice and didn't start staying in bed until, you know, yesterday. And then I I didn't, I couldn't move. I had to go back to bed in the middle of the afternoon because it was just so uh, tumultuous and the energy was too strong and it was just, it was just too much. And, you know, I still had to run errands. I still had to prepare things. I still had to, you know, get up and go to the farmer's market today and all. And I still had other things to handle. However, um, you know, some 
yucky things happened, and real yucky things. Like right before I recorded this podcast, like a couple hours ago, uh, the property cat that loves me so much decided she was going to bring me a gift, and I saw her running around the garden, and I'm like, what is she doing? Oh, she's chasing a little animal. Yeah, and she brought that little rodent onto my terrace, and it was I, I'll spare you the gory details. It was, let's just say, it, it wasn't alive anymore, but there were other things about it that were unattractive. So <laughs> um, it was like, she's so proud of herself. And I'm like, good kitty, good girl, you know. But, uh, you know, it's just sort of the, it's the way the year's been, like kind of chewed up and spit out, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so onward to the winter solstice, which happens in nor- the northern hemisphere. Um, and this occurs at, you know, 5.03 a.m. And 5.03 a.m. is when the sun enters Capricorn, Eastern Standard Time. So as the sun enters Capricorn, it reaches the zero degrees of the cardinal axis. And this is absolutely the start of winter in the northern hemisphere and summer in the southern hemisphere. And it is the start of a new cardinal season, a new section of the zodiac. And this is the last section of the zodiac. You know, it's Capricorn and then we go to Aquarius, and then we go to Pisces, and then we're done, and we start all over again with Aries next March. So this is the last quarter of the Zodiac, and no matter where you live, it's still zero degrees Capricorn, even if it's going to be summer where you live. Now, um, that's 5.03 a.m., and right after that, the moon makes a very lovely aspect to Pluto, a a strong aspect, but a, a, a sextile, which is a smooth aspect. You know, it's still somewhat emotional. But the moon moves into void at 5.24 a.m. and does not come out of void until 5.32 p.m., which is Eastern time, okay? So the Saturn-Jupiter, Jupiter-Saturn, happens at 1.21 p.m., or as I said, where I live, 12.21 p.m., and it's in the middle of a void moon, Um, which I find interesting. Now, that means expect the unexpected. And then there is, you know, I did the chart for the actual time of the alignment and Uranus is on the ascendant. The ascendant is Taurus. So this is a slow, methodical energy of the ascendant. And if you're Taurus rising or you know someone who's Taurus rising, you know that, you know, you kind of can't move them. They've got to take their own time. They've got to move their own, in their own fashion, you know, their own way. And while it it is, you know, Taurus rising, it Uranus is on the ascendant. It's right on the ascendant in the chart that I made for that time. And it was expect the unexpected. So there's a lot and Saturn and Jupiter are in Aquarius, which is the sign of the unexpected. And the and ruled by Uranus. So this is a very Uranian time. This is unexpected things, weird things, strange things. And you know, I said in keeping with the strangeness of the time, you know, let's record the podcast from a strange place where no one generally records their podcast, which is their bathtub, which is full of bubbles. Um, <laughs> hey, you know, other artists did other things. Not that I'm like some great artist, but artists do things like this. John Lennon recorded Tomorrow Never Knows lying on his back in the studio. Um, you know, 
the people record in their basement. They record in their kitchen, whatever. Their garage. Well, there's the garage bands. Let's not forget garage bands. So there's a good reverb in one's bathroom. People sing in the shower. So here we are. Um, and so there is the solstice tomorrow. And then as the sun enters Capricorn, then we go into this Jupiter-Saturn experience now. Um by the time that happens, the, the moon will still be in Pisces. It'll be void in Pisces. So that's a day to either stay in the bathtub or stay in bed because Pisces rules both of those things. Um, and today the moon is in Pisces and it's a water sign, but it's the most nebulous of the water signs. It is the water sign that, you know, we really don't know what's going to happen and we have to trust and have faith in the unknown. And I really believe that a couple of things are going on here. Number one, yes, we have to have trust and faith in the unknown in this situation with Jupiter and Saturn. We don't know what this is going to bring. You know, the last Jupiter-Saturn was 20 years ago. It was in Taurus, and that was a more known thing. And, you know, if you saw where it was in your chart, and if you know where, you know, it was like 25 degrees Taurus or 23 degrees Taurus back in the year 2000, um, back in May of 2000, there were a lot of planets in Taurus then. Maybe something very Taurian and grounded happened for you. And, you know, here we are, and this is in Aquarius, so which is not a water sign. It's an air sign. So, you know, you think it's got those watery, watery waves in its glyph, in its symbol, but it's not a water sign. It's an air sign. It's about the intellect. It's about... Uh, the unusual thoughts about thinking outside the box, the innovator, the revolutionary, the contrarian. Um, Aquarians are contrary people. I know, I am one. You know, it's, we can just be in a mood where we don't want to agree with anything and we're fixed. So it's a fixed contrary sign, but it's ruled by the planet of change and surprises and ex unexpected events. And so on one level, you know, we get very stubborn because we're fixed. And on another level, we get, um, we get very like, okay, we calm down and then later on it's all good. And, you know, we, we get more agreeable and, you know, we do things our own way. But we want to do it on our terms, not somebody else's. Aquarius loves freedom. So we are going into this period of liberation, of freedom, of, um, you know, uh, humanitarianism, altruism. Um, my teacher used to say, Aquarians love humanity. It's the people they hate. Now, we don't really hate people, or I don't hate people, but it can be very, um, very much a place of, you know, where one wants and strives to be different and free of con conformity. Um, they are the nonconformist Aquarians. So with this nonconformist energy upon us, we have, you know, the moon's going to be in gentle flowing Pisces and void in Pisces, which means take a nap, take a bath. <laughs> take a nap, take a bath, do something, go in the hot tub, go in the swimming pool. You know, if it's cold where you are, find one of those, you know, when I was in New York, I used to go to the, the Russian baths, the Russian spas in Brooklyn and, and, you know, the Korean spa and where the water is hot and you come out into the cold air and it's, it's all very brisk and refreshing after you've been in the hot water. So maybe I'm trying to reenact that experience here, um, in my hot tub, in my, in my hot bath. So I'm not in a hot tub. I wish I was. Um, <laughs> 
So Jupiter is the planet of um, abundance. It is the planet of um, great fortune, and it is a planet of expansion and philosophy and justice and the experience of justice and wanting justice for, for liberty and justice for all. That's very Aquarian. Liberty and justice for all. You know, the moon of the United States chart is an Aquarius. So that liberty and justice for all thing really did pertain to the experience of, you know, the United States coming to be. And in, in that was the intention of the founding fathers. Liberty and justice for all. That is you know, Aquarius, and I think sad rising, um, the, the chart of the United States has a Sagittarius rising if you follow a specific chart. So there's the justice, there's the liberty, all of that. Um, but, you know, we have um, Jupiter conjuncting Saturn. So Jupiter's the optimist, and Saturn's a bit of a pessimist, and Saturn says no, and Jupiter says yes. And Saturn says it can't be done, and Jupiter says yes, it can, we just have to figure out how. And sometimes Jupiter says, I'm going to do this anyway, and I'm going to do it big, and I'm going to spend money on it, and I'm going to make it big. And then Saturn says, oh, no, 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 this is not realistic. We can't do this. And so they have to find their middle ground, as we do. Now, what I believe is happening for people is this Jupiter and Saturn have moved out of Capricorn. And I, for one, felt that shift. I felt the energy. I felt the liberation from all that Capricorn energy, too much Capricorn energy in one year for mankind. It was just, it was too much. And it was, you know, not that there's anything wrong with Capricorn. It's great. It gets us moving. It gets us motivated and, and make sure we adhere to a schedule and a commitment and, and, you know, where we are focused. Without Capricorn, we're not focused. Without Saturn, we're not focused. And so one of the things that happens is that it probably overdoes itself a bit. We had three big planets there. It's not like, you know, oh, yeah, the sun and Mercury are flying through there and the moon's just zipping through Capricorn. It's not. It's These are planets that stayed and stuck and maintained their position for the entire year and went in and out of conjunction with one another all year. And this was complicated. And now the two have left, they have created a new signature in the sky. There's a new planetary picture. Jupiter and Saturn are no longer with Pluto. Boom, done. And there's a sweeping change. And so what I think this is happening, what this is doing is on one level, we're all exhausted because this is just too much change for too many people in one year. You run into someone, they're telling you what, what changes happened and where they've been and how it's happened and it's exhausting and they're exhausted and they just want to go to bed and the energies are so intense. And those of us who are sensitive like myself, who are tuning into people and giving them advice and tuning into the energies so that we can help people. So the healers and the helpers are tuning in and we are exhausted because we have so much on us right now and we're sensitive. People who are not that sensitive, who are just kind of mindlessly walking through their day, are just, you know, they're not, they're not tapping into this the way others are. So that's part of it and that's why a lot of us are exhausted the other thing is that these people who are sensitive like myself we take this on this is a collective energy we are sensitive to the collective and therefore we take it on we don't just like okay well a lot of people aren't dealing with this and they're behaving in an unevolved way but we have to 
take on the lack of evolvement or their, their lack of evolution and then turn it into something bigger and more important and sort of sift through all of that and be responsible in the collective, you know? So the other thing is each and every one of us has this happening somewhere in our chart. Jupiter and Saturn are conjunct somewhere in your chart. If you know where zero degrees Aquarius is, you know where it is in your chart, um, if you have your chart. So I have felt that Jupiter and Saturn are a sweeping change where they are sitting, meaning you've done it all, you've been through the muck and mire, and, you know, we all have muck and mire in our lives. We all do, each and every one of us, but this is a breath of fresh air, and it still feels heavy. It still feels intense because it's Jupiter and Saturn conjuncting for the first time in 20 years. But what's really going on is wherever it's landing in your chart, you are fed up and done and have had it and you are not going back. And you're not going back. And, you know, yeah, Jupiter will go back to Capricorn in 12 years, 12, 13 years, but that's not the point. It's not going to be there with Pluto and Saturn. It's not. Those planets will not be there at the same time. The three of them... It, that was a historical event. And now part of it is finished. Jupiter and Saturn have left. And we have all had it. We've had it with the COVID. We've had it with the restrictions. We've had it with the rules. We've had it with people behaving a certain way during this time. People have behaved oddly during this time. Some people believe it. Some people don't. Some people believe a conspiracy. Some people think that the government's out to get them. Some people think that there is a virus they should be afraid of. Oh my God, I can't leave. I can't leave. I can't leave the house. So it's there's extremes. Pluto is extremes. You know, when there's three planets in one sign like that for all year, there's extremes. And so there's all sorts of extremes, and they come from all different roots. It depends on the person and their history and their life. But each and every one of us has been through something this year and, and have worked something out, and we said, you know what? I'm tired of this story. I'm not telling this story anymore. I'm not telling the story anymore. I'm not living the story anymore. And something new is knocking at your door. Something beautiful and new and Aquarian-like meaning, giving you freedom, giving you the ability to say, you know what? I'm free of what just happened. I'm free of this year. Now, that doesn't mean the pandemic is over. It just means I know how to handle something differently than I've handled it before. You know, I've been respectful and polite. That's Capricorn, respectful and polite, very respectful, following the rules. And when something happens that shakes you out of that, like Aquarius, you say, uh-uh, you know what? Enough respect, enough politeness. Um, I'm doing something different here and I'm free. Some of us have come to the conclusion about the area of the chart where this has landed. Some of us have come to the conclusion that that is no longer a place in our lives where we need to keep going back for the same old story. So what we're doing is we're releasing ourselves from the Capricornian story that we have lived through in this year. It brought up all sorts of stuff for us, all sorts of stuff. It doesn't mean it's specifically about the pandemic, but what played out in your life in the Capricorn house where it's now going into Aquarius? What played out? 
What did you have enough of? Thank you very much. I'm done. And you are exhausted from the challenge. You're exhausted from the changes. You're exhausted from this intense energy. And you just want to go lie on the beach or lie in your bed or get into a bubble bath. That's what this is about. And what you're finally, you're, we've all turned a corner in the last couple of days. We've all turned a corner and we're all saying enough. You know what? I don't have to live that anymore. I'm, I'm letting that go. And something really much better and something really much more exciting is happening for me in the house where Aquarius lives. So I, I can only do so much and I can't do any more. And we close the door. We close the chapter on that dense Capricorn energy. And we walk into the liberty of Aquarius and the revolution and the freedom and the desire to be different and take on a whole different tone of life. Yes, you know, we're still ourselves looking in the mirror in the same body, but we are absolutely without a doubt ready for something new, all of us. And Aquarius is clever. Aquarius is innovative. We're going to figure our way out of this. We And some of us already have. Some of us have been presented with something that says, okay, all right, that's it. You, I get it. I get the message now. And loud and clear, I don't need to do this anymore. I need to trust my own instincts and keep going in the direction that I want to go in. And that is going to free me up. I don't have to say yes to the past anymore. Aquarius is about the future. You know, we Aquarians, we, we just have our mind on tomorrow. We, we're supposed to stay in the present moment. Our minds are on tomorrow. What's going to happen tomorrow? What am I going to do next week? We're looking in the ephemeris, as my teacher used to say. Looking in the ephemeris 10 years from now. Oh, my goodness, look at that. Well, anybody can scare themselves doing that. But what we're looking at is... The ephemeris is the position of the planet's places, by the way. <laughs> Looking ahead 10 years doesn't help you now. You're supposed to say in the present moment, but we're, what we're looking at is a new dimension, a new life, a new experience in our lives, and a new presentation of what that was before. Maybe partnership is different for you. Maybe ownership is different for you. Maybe you said, I'll never buy a house because I don't want the responsibility. But you said, you know what? I see clearly. I'm, I'm going to buy a house. Maybe you said, I'll never get involved again. I'll never get into another relationship again. It's just too much effort, too much work, too much sadness, too much heartbreak. And guess what? The right person shows up. Maybe it's something where you've done so much work, so much psychological, emotional healing work on yourself, and then something will break and liberate you. The stuff you've been working on for years finally comes out, and you, you can say, hey, I'm done with that. Finish my karma. I cleaned my karma. I'm happy. And so you live through that. But that does not mean that we're... we're <laughs> this is easy. That doesn't mean like, Riding the roller coaster is exciting and fun, but it's like, no, you know, there's been a ride. This has been a ride, and we are all exhausted. And I, for one, am very glad to see this conjunction happen at Zero Aquarius because it is the place of infinite possibilities. Aquarians think in infinite possibilities, and that is what's so important, is to get to the place in your life where you know that you are not constricted 
Saturn is a lot of constriction, especially in its own sign of Capricorn. Now it goes into Aquarius where it co-rules. And now we can find the lack of constriction, the place of freedom. You know, commitment brings freedom. Yeah. You know, you may think, oh no, I don't want to commit to that. I don't want to commit to buying a house. It's too much responsibility. But you realize that you're free of restrictions in the building you live in. You're free of, um, you know, neighbor, noisy neighbors in the apartment next door. You're free of a lot of things. You have other responsibilities. You got to mow the lawn. You got to fix the roof, but it's yours and you own it. And that's my point. It's about leaving behind something and opening the door to something new and innovative and really leaving behind something huge. And congratulations. So make a toast with a glass of Pellegrino or a glass of, like me, a glass of kombucha. <laughs> and relax in your bubble bath and relax in your hot tub or relax in your bed with your far infrared heating pad. <laughs> And let yourself, um, let yourself enjoy the new moment. There is a new moment. I felt it. I felt that shift, but I'm still exhausted and we are still exhausted from all this year. And this whole Capricorn alignment has been exhausting. So, you know, use this holiday season. If you've got time off, use it. Um, be, be aware of the time off and just like watch a movie and do something fun for yourself and take it some sort of break. Take a break. We all need it, you know. Um, so in addition to the uh, Jupiter conjunct Saturn at 121 Eastern time tomorrow, Wednesday, Mars squares Pluto at 9.44 a.m. Eastern time. If you're having your morning coffee on the East Coast, you are getting Mars and Pluto. And what does that mean? Well, remember back in August when the planet Mars was in Aries and it was at the end of Aries and it started squaring, started squaring Pluto and Jupiter and Saturn. And then it like kind of left all throughout August into September. Then it left in September. At the end of September, it started Saturn and Jupiter, then Pluto, squaring them all. This by transit because it went retrograde in September. This now means that Mars is passing the point where it was back in August. And whatever you went through in August, September, and a hint of October, you go through again for the last time and you release it and let it go. So the Mars square Pluto is really, really the end of that. That stuff that you went through in August, the trials and tribulations you had in August and September, we're moving past that this Wednesday. So it's all one big ball of change. So it's still an exhausting, still might be an exhausting week. So, um, but this is the beginning. So Mars is in Aries. Pluto is still in Capricorn. It will be there for another few years. But again, remember, Jupiter and Saturn have left the sign. So Mars isn't doing what it did in August. It's not doing what it did in September, October. It's leaving, it's leaving Saturn and Jupiter alone because they are in Aquarius now. It will eventually square them, but not until January. And there's a whole new signature. Mars will be in a different sign. It will be finished with the retrograde and in the next sign of Taurus. It doesn't love Taurus because it loves Scorpio, which is the opposite sign. Mars and Taurus is a little slow, a little insistent, a little, uh, you know, 
indignant, digs its heels in, doesn't want to budge, even though Mars loves energy and action. It's better in Aries, but it's squaring Pluto on Wednesday. So keep your head, keep your, keep your head high, keep, or keep your head down and do your work. Do what you need to do. A lot of people are going on vacation then, so it's like a freeing up again. So the second freeing up of the week. And that is going to feel a whole lot better, you know. Um, in addition, Mercury changed signs today at 6.08 p.m. Eastern Time. It was Mercury going into Capricorn, and it's leaving, it's left Sagittarius, it's now in Capricorn, so it's going to eventually hit Pluto and stuff, but it's not going to hit no more planets, you know, three-planet alignment, no more moon smacking into all three of them as it goes into a cardinal sign. And any planet, a cardinal sign, as the sun goes into Capricorn tomorrow and Mercury went in today, they're not going to smack into three planets anymore. Yay. That was a year ago. No more. Over. Finished. So now we all can get up to a new day and a new beginning. And it's a new experience. And Mercury makes a very nice relationship to Uranus on Christmas Day. So you might get a surprise phone call from a friend who you haven't heard from wishing you a Merry Christmas. It's a very sweet, nice, flowing aspect at the trine. Um, other than that, the moon is void all day tomorrow, well, 12 hours until 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time. It will then go into the sign of Aries. Um, it will be in Aries Tuesday, Wednesday, it goes void at 5.51 p.m., is void for 12 hours, goes into the sign of Taurus at 5.55 a.m. Thursday morning, Christmas Eve. Um, the moon is busy. It's usually, it's pretty festive that day. It makes good aspects, you know. Um, except for the square to Saturn and the square to Jupiter because it will be finished with Aries and now in Taurus. And so we'll get a little taste of what that's like. The first square to those planets as they are in Aquarius occurs on Christmas Eve, but early, early in the morning, you know, depends on what time you get up on Christmas Eve. 7.31 and then 8.10 are the aspects Eastern time. Then the 26th, the moon is void in Taurus, 6.31 a.m. It goes into Gemini, 6.33 p.m. So we have a lot of these 12-hour voids where, the, you know, we're just, that's okay. Nobody does anything the day after Christmas um, except maybe go for sales. And then there's a nice sun in Capricorn trine Uranus on Sunday the 27th, and the moon will be in Gemini that day. So we're going to start getting our energy back. And the full moon on the 29th really kicks out the eclipse period. When we go into the new year, we go into the new year. It's a fresh new year. So that is what we're all about right now. It's all about Jupiter and Saturn. They are going to stay conjunct, not at the exact same degree. They're going to stay conjunct for a couple months. So they're, you know, if you say, oh, no, nothing happened on Monday the 21st. I don't know what that was about. Um, fear not. Something will show up. And you'll be, you'll be aware of it. You will be because Aquarius is obvious. It's not some subtle, it's not some Piscean, ooh, I felt that wave, yeah. It's, it's Aquarius, it's, it's, you know, you will know, you will have the knowledge. And the water bearer is the bearer of knowledge. So there's knowledge coming to all of us. And to all of you, a Merry Christmas. And thank you for listening. Gratitude to all of you. Have gratitude for your life right now. Have gratitude for this lovely holiday we're supposed to celebrate about joy. Um, and about the return of the sun god, that's what it really is about. You know, the solstice is the, like sort of the death of the sun god a few days later. 
you know, he comes back because the days start getting longer in the northern hemisphere after the shortest day of the year, which is tomorrow. So happy, happy holidays. Enjoy your lovely Christmas. Enjoy your happy Jupiter, Saturn, and Aquarius. Infinite possibilities. And if you would like a session with me, please contact me. You can book it at my website, and that is thegoldenastrologer.com. You can uh, see me on Instagram. I'm the Golden Astrologer there as well, and on Twitter at Deb Astrology. My podcast is every Sunday, and I wish you a Merry Christmas, and I will see you before New Year's, and enjoy the week and the Jupiter-Saturn. Thanks for listening. All gratitude to you.